Welcome to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit. Here is your host, Bill Faith. Got to give a huge shout out to my boys over at Price Labs. Man, do they make my life easy. I don't have to manually adjust rates. I don't have to worry about tracking all these different compression events or you know, what days I need to raise or lower my pricing. Look, the beauty of using a dynamic pricing tool like Price Labs is they do it for you. It's as simple as going in and setting your, your low, your medium, and your high pricing. And then they're the ones that are extracting all the data from all the other short-term rentals, Airbnb, Verbo, you know, the compression events that are coming in, hotel data, and they optimize your pricing for you. Look, it's really simple. I believe that if I had to do my pricing management manually, I'd probably be costing myself 30 to 35%. So if you want to make that extra 30 to 35%, make sure you check out Price Labs. It's my go-to and it should be yours as well. They're giving you a huge discount and a 30-day free trial. All you have to do is go to hello.pricelabs.co, click on the start your free trial at the top right-hand corner, and literally use my personal code, Bill25. That's Bill25, all caps, and get 25% off your first three months. The link is also in the show notes, so it is super easy access. Get it now. Look, you're not gonna be able to maximize your profit without dynamic pricing, and Price Labs is my go-to. It should be yours as well. Hey, everybody, welcome to STR Unfiltered. I've got a super special episode for you today. I'm going to introduce you to my very good friend, my confidant, mastermind member, and most importantly of the STR super team, because it is so timely right now as we are in tax season. Let me bring up my good friend, Ryan Bakey, learn like a CPA. How are you today, Ryan? Good, Bill. How are you? I am fantastic. So Ryan, you know, STR unfiltered. We have 10 minutes. The clock is already ticking. You got a 20 second intro. Here's the deal. This is your podcast today. What are the three mega tax tips that you want to give our STR investor community? As literally, we are almost into March, which means what? Most people, some people don't even know this. That means the partnership pilings uh, are due in March, right? And then personal returns and stuff are due in April. So we are getting within like two to three weeks for the first uh, level of returns. What are your top three mega tax tips? Yeah, the first tip I have is to know your situation and where you're at. So for conventional W-2 employees, you're gonna be able to get loans based on your debt to income. So as long as you have W-2 history, you're gonna be able to qualify for loans, use conventional loans. Now, depending on where you're at in your investing journey, whether you have zero to three properties or three properties plus, depends on the type of strategy that you're gonna use, as well as if you're self-employed. Right. If you're self-employed, it makes it a lot harder to get loans from banks because they want to look at things like your business tax returns. They want to look at a lot of your bank statements and prove that you're soluble for that loan. And so you have to know going in, what is your strategy when it comes to loans as well as your tax strategy? Because take a self-employed, I see this all the time with real estate agents. Real estate agents will go and make 100, 150 grand a year and then go buy a $60,000, $70,000 car. Well, that's the bad debt, right? When you go buy that car, the bank is going to say, well, we're not going to be able to add that back to your income. So even though you made a hundred grand because you bought a $60,000 car, well, we're, we're really only going to qualify you for 40 grand, right? And so you have to know your situation where you're at as a buyer. If I'm just getting started, I may not want to write off everything. I may not want to take all the deductions that I can because I need more income 
to show the bank that I'm worthy of a loan versus if say, say, that, say that last part again, one more time. So everybody hears that, that you may need more income. That means you might have to actually pay some taxes. Right. I mean, we see it all the time with like self-employed entrepreneurs. They will, they will try to write off everything under the sun. And then when it comes to getting a bank loan, the bank is not going to lend them anything because on paper, they didn't make any money. And so depending on where you're at in your investing journey determines how risk seeking you are when it comes to writing things off. If I already have five, six, seven properties and I want to be able to qualify based on my income as well as the rental income history, then I can write off everything that I want because it's not going to have that big of an effect versus if I'm just getting started in the real estate space, I may not want to write off everything under the sun because I'm going to be able to, I'm not going to be able to qualify for as much loans. And I think that's really important, not only for somebody that's just, you know, might be young, you know, going out on their own. A lot of you guys that are W-2s that are used to making 200, 300, $500,000 a year as an attorney, a dentist and whatever. And then you lose that income and you have $100,000 in rental income. You're pretty much fucked for the next year. Specifically, if you go in and you write all that off, Ryan, it's, I, I never, I've never talked about it publicly, but in 2020, when I started this business, my whole limo stuff went to zero, zero. I wrote off nothing because I literally only made about $280,000 in 2020. So I took zero deductions because I knew I wanted to buy, even though I wasn't doing like Fannie, Freddie traditionals. It's, that's a huge deal in your planning and your preparation, right? And I think a lot of people don't get that. So I really want to emphasize this part because I've never talked about it publicly. And I don't think I've ever heard you talk about this either. It's something that's super important that you have to manage your tax return. And sometimes you just need to pay taxes. I'm in a position now today to where I'm taking everyone. I mean, your guy's doing four cost eggs for me right? And the, I'm going to have a million dollar benefit plus in that because I need it. And do you see, do you think that the banks look at that differently? Would they look at bill faith differently when I only made 287,000 gross versus if I'm doing over 2 million now and taking 50%, you know, in cost egg benefit? Yeah, I think, I think so. If you have the history of, let's say you're still in the same business, Bill that's making 280 versus bill that's making a million, as long as it's in the same business, even if you have enough deductions and, and write-offs, because they're going to say that your your revenue is justifying your loan per, your loan amount. Agreed, 100%. Mm -hmm. All right, my man, that's awesome. What's number two? So number two, number, number two is going to be understand the tax benefits to real estate, but don't buy solely based on the tax benefits. Uh, we've seen this before where let's say our metric is 20% cash on cash. I need 20% cash on cash to buy this investment. Well, knowing the benefits of cost segregation, material participation, somebody might warrant and think, oh, I can buy a property that's 15% cash on cash, knowing that the tax benefits are going to trump that difference and I'll still come out ahead. Well, what happens is after a while, you have a portfolio of lower performing properties, right? And you'll see people snowball bad investment decision after bad decision because of the tax benefits. And that's not what we're here to do. We want to find properties that are going to cash flow well and be good ads to our portfolio and not simply just a tax split. So do not invest strictly for tax benefit. Is that what I hear that's you right. clearly? Yeah. Period. No, no, no questions asked. Right. But how do you, when you came and spoke at my second boot camp that I did, you talked about running the performa 
and how I think it was how you turn a 30% cash on cash return like to 70 or 80% in year number one. How are you factoring in, in your personal investments as a CPA, the cost segregation benefit? Because that's part of the analysis process, right? So how, how are you justifying that? Where do you bring that in into your, your decision-making strategy on the financials pre-purchase? Yeah, a lot of it I think has to deal with time value of money calculation. So if I'm able to save, let's say, $30,000 in year one in taxes, knowing that I have to pay that back in year 10, potentially, well, if I'm, let's just say I'm in the same tax bracket in year one into year 10, well, that $30,000 that I do have to pay back, am I going to be able to reinvest that money in year one into more, whether it's cash flow businesses or real estate, and figure out what that time value of money return on having that $30,000 in year one is because if I'm able to earn, you know, a 10% per annum return on that 30,000, well, after the 10 years, I'm going to have triple the amount of money that I, that I had in year one. And then I'm going to have enough money to pay the, the tax bill back. Ryan Bakey, not just tax advice, but also investing advice. I love it. All right. I have a degree in finance. Right. You, you got a degree in fucking everything. It seems like <laughs> what's number three. So number three is understanding what areas are, better to buy for tax benefits, right? So we talk about, you don't want to, you don't want to buy it solely for tax benefits, but if it, if it is something that you're looking at, there are certain markets that uh, myself and, and, and Kenny Bed will talk about is certain areas in the country that are good for tax purposes compared to some areas are bad. And for example, you could talk about Gulf Shores. Well, we were, we were just talking about this before we started. I'll let you take it. I mean, yeah. I've, I've got a property in Gulf Shores. It's a beachfront property in Fort Morgan, Alabama. I paid nine forty-five dollars for it. 65% land value. 65% land value. So my CPA had to get with the cost seg uh, company and look at comps and look at a, a recent appraisal to try to get that down to 50%. So I saved 15% on the land value and got it down to 50%. Now, if I was to go much farther than that, they would, and look, the cost state company will push it down to 45, but then I have to understand the risk if I get audited, you know, in that on a recapture. And then that's probably going to, you know, flag other cost state, you know, audits as well. So um, be, you can get some benefit, but, you know, Gulf Shore is completely different than I actually cost state grind a, a $535,000 property in, in Beach Mountain. And the land value was literally, I think it was 21%. So completely different, you know, areas. And, you know, I, I think, you know, a lot of people are investing in the bourbon, you know, trail, Lexington, Louisville area. Land cost is so minimal there, right? So I think mm -hmm. you and Kenny Bedwell did like a STR Insights podcast strictly about the land value asset. So are, is that part of your strategy? Yeah. And you brought up a good point, right? Because your, your property in Beach Mountain that you paid 535 is essentially going to have the same tax benefits as a 900 close to a million dollar purchase in Gulf Shores. That's crazy, isn't it? The same tax benefits, even though it's double the purchase price. Correct. And we talked a little bit more about that is traditionally people don't like to buy condos or townhomes because they don't appreciate value as much as a standalone single family residence. But most of the time when you have a condo or a townhome, you don't actually own the land that it sits on. Typically the HOA or the, the condo association will. And so in that, in that case, you can have your million dollar purchase price in Gulf Shores. So as long as it's a condo that you don't actually own the land, then you'll have a million dollar bill. So let's break that down for a second. Let's just say that I paid a million versus 945 just for easy math, right? Yeah. And I get a, in Fort Morgan, I get a 30% benefit. I'm only, and if, if that land value is half a million, I'm only getting 30% off of a $500,000 dwelling, right? 
versus right. I buy that condo in Phoenix eight, right? Whatever it is for a million dollars, penthouse, three bedroom, two bath, whatever. I mean, what's the land value? You're talking like literally zero land value because we own none. So now if I get 30%, I'm getting double 300,000 versus the 150, right? Exactly. So condos and townhomes, don't sleep on them. Don't discount them. God, I've been avoiding those things like the fucking plague. Now I might actually have to start looking at them just from a if if you're if you're wanting to invest somewhere like a Florida or Gulf Shores, right? Because because a lot of you know people will invest in those markets, but the land is just anything that's bordering the ocean is going to be it's going to be a lot of land value. So just remember what we're talking about. You still got to go through number two. Don't invest for tax purposes only. That condo still has to air DNA and STR insights. It's got to pencil out to make sure. So if I can get a 30% cash on cash return in Fort Morgan, which I'm not by any means, and it's only 20% in the condo, you have to weigh all of those finances, all three sides. Right. Awesome. Ryan, 11 minutes, 41 seconds. That was pretty good. If I wouldn't, if I wouldn't have chimed in, we would have made it in under 10 minutes. So tell me, so just, let's just talk real quick about we're in the heart of tax season right now. I know you don't file returns, but you work with a lot of your clients you consult with them. You help them prepare all their STR, their real estate stuff to give to their CPAs. What, what I'm going to ask for a, a fourth bonus tip. What 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 do I need? If I'm like watching this and I'm so disheveled, I'm the shoebox guy, and I know I'm putting you on the spot. What's the first thing I need to do with my back office, with my house to get it cleaned up, to be ready to walk into my CPA to save some money on filing my tax return? And what if I walk in there the first week of March and I'm filing for, you know, a, a partnership LLC and I don't have anything, what do I need to have prepared for him or her? Yeah, it's typically we're going to want to see if you're buying, let's say you're buying your first short term model. What we're going to want to see is your closing disclosure, your settlement statement. They call it different things in different states. We're going to want to see your property tax bill and then just a simple profit and loss statement. So profit and loss statement, income statement, same thing. It's going to show your gross revenues minus any expenses that you've paid out. So whether you have fees through Airbnb or VRBO, where you've had landscaping, maintenance, et cetera, all those expenses are going to be listed as uh, expenses and their deductions. The one thing you're not able to deduct though is your mortgage principal payment. Uh, so make sure that if you're, if you're, I see a lot of people will include their mortgage payment as one line that needs to be broken out. You need to not include the principal payment, but instead interest, taxes, and insurance need to be included. The mortgage principal is not deductible. Awesome. Great information as always, Ryan. I appreciate you being a consultant for me, helping me with my taxes, all everything that you give back uh, to the entire industry. If you guys haven't met Ryan, remember he is a member of the STR Super Team. He will be at the STR Wealth Conference. If you do want to come to the very exclusive private Super Team party on Tuesday night after day one, come see Ryan or one of the Super Team members to get an invite from them here in Nashville. Ryan, thanks for joining me, buddy. I look forward to seeing you on Tuesday. Thank you for listening to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit. This podcast is a Hospitality.fm production.